Hello and welcome to The Witch Source. We're doing a special Ostera podcast episode. And just as a reminder, Ostera is the Sabbath with the rabbit. (laughs) (laughs) So Ostera coincides with the spring equinox every year, which is the magical balance of the light and the dark. So we're finally reaching that point in the year where time starts to balance itself out. Um, And it's typically anywhere between March. This also follows in line with the vernal equinox, which is the start of the astrological year when the sun enters into Aries, which is a fixed and fire sign. So we're also starting off the astrological new year. Um, So the direction associated with Austera is east and the planet is Mars. And Ostera is all about spring and new beginnings. So from there. Also also fertility. Yes, fertility as well. Don't Uh, forget the rabbit. Yes, the rabbit. Oh, we've got lots of info coming up on the rabbit. (laughs) Uh, So Rose, do you want to share with us what you found on... um, Ostera and all the yummy goodness there. Oh, I did want to mention you guys that um, this actual uh, Ostera and the spring equinox event, there are several goddesses across many different cultures associated uh, with this time. So you have Eos, which is the Greek maiden goddess of the sunrise. You also have Persephone. She makes her reappearance up to Mother Earth from the underworld. And then we also have, um, I'm going to totally oh, slaughter Persephone this. gets to get to go see her boyfriend. When we were talking about that, that totally slipped my mind. Okay. Yeah. She finally gets to go and see her boyfriend. <laughs> right. So then we also have, so if you guys want to read more about Persephone, you definitely can, because that's a whole thing. Um, but yes, this is the time where she is making her return. So, and then we also have, um, how, oh gosh, Rose, I'm going to slaughter this. Um, the Anglo-Saxon, uh, Estera, no, Oster. Oh, the Eoster. Eoster. Thank you. Thank you. Also, also known as Astara. Yes. Thank you. (laughs) Eoster. (laughs) And Eoster is what ended up being taken and turned into Easter. From Oster. Eoster. So from there, we've got some good stories to tell you. So I'm going to let Rose jump on in and share what she has to tell okay (laughs) ostara she's the saxon goddess of the dawn and spring she's um, a fertility goddess her annual arrival in spring is heralded by the flowering of trees and plants and the arrival of babies both animal and human easter eggs and the easter bunny both feature largely in the spring festivals of the goddess Um, Ostara, the rabbit, famous for his skills at rapid reproduction, was her sacred (laughs) animal and brightly colored eggs, chicks, and bunnies were used at festival times to honor this goddess of fertility and abundance. 
Yes, yes, yes. Lots now, of abundance and fertility. Right. <laughs> Since we're talking about her, I, I have to get that story out of the way with the, um, the, about the bird. So some believe that the bird was a swallow. So Astara, the goddess of dawn, who is responsible for bringing the spring each year, was feeling horribly guilty about arriving so late one year. To make matters even worse, the first thing she saw when she arrived was a pitiful little bird who lay dying, his wings frozen by the snow. Lovingly, a star cradled the shivering creature and saved his life. Aww. So, so she saved his life. That's awesome. Right. <laughs> it gets she twisted. Bad. She was it late. Gets, it gets twisted. Oh, no, it goes downhill from there. <laughs> <laughs> Legend has it that she then made him her pet or in the adult rated version, which, you know, is my kind of style, um, her passionate lover. Ooh. Feel right. So it's either, you know, and if you really think about it, like, so she comes along and she picks up this bird, this little swallow. Now, did she just assume it was a boy bird or was it a girl bird? Well, you and can then, tell by the color. Well, I mean, they say it's a swallow. So swallows, they kind of all look the same. Yes. Good question. I don't know. I don't know the difference. So, you know, this is, this is where my mind went with this whole story. And but was so, it an African or a European swallow? Well, I don't know. We should ask her one day. Yes. <laughs> um, but then she decided to make it a boy bunny. She made it a boy bunny with girl bird abilities. Oh, <laughs> that did get twisted. Okay. So, oh, sorry. I'm getting ahead of myself. <laughs> so in the adult rated version, her passionate lover filled with compassion for him since he could no longer fly because his wings had been so damaged by the frost, the goddess Ostara turned him into a rabbit, a snow hare. She named him Lepus. Oh, okay. So she, you know, she gave, she turned him into a bunny, a boy bunny. She also gave him the wonderful gift of being able to run with such astonishing speed that he could easily evade all of the hunters. And to honor his early incantation or incarnation, sorry, um, as a bird, she also gave him the ability to lay eggs in all the colors of the rainbow. He was, however, only allowed to lay eggs on one day out of the year. But all good things must come to an end. Eventually, Ostar lost her temper with Lepus. Of course she would. It's a girl. It's a woman. I mean, we right. all lose our temper. <laughs> right. Well, and it's odd. You know, it's, it's a boy rabbit that lays eggs. So there's that. Right. So if you want to keep, how many times have you heard Christian people be like, why does the Easter bunny lay eggs? Rabbits don't lay eggs. Well, in this story, they do. Well, now we right. know. Now we, we know where all this is coming from. <laughs> so she had lost her temper with him. I'm like, if you want to keep the story clean, then it could be because he did something that upset her, you know, in her eyes. And if you want to go on the adult side, you know, she caught him hopping into the bed of another woman and she was just sick of the affairs. Mm. 
bunnies will be bunnies. <laughs> they do like to procreate. Right? What do bunnies like to do? <laughs> <laughs> so she flung him into the skies where he would remain for eternity as the constellation Leopus, also known as the hare, forever positioned under the feet of the constellation Orion, also known as the hunter. Ooh, so constantly <laughs> being hunted. Yeah, she was mad. Right? <laughs> but later, remembering all the good times they had enjoyed together, the goddess Ostara softened a bit and allowed Leopis the hare to return to Earth once a year, but only to give away his eggs to the children attending the Ostara festivals that were held each spring. And here we have the Easter Bunny. Right? I mean, what did Hippity she expect hoppity. him to do? She made him into a hare. Like, poor guy. <laughs> poor bird. Horny rabbit that had to lay eggs. <laughs> right? Well, at least we have the origin stories now of the Easter Bunny and the colored eggs. Now, I do have a softer one for that. The story of Astara. Hopefully I can tell it without crying, okay? Oh, okay. So just, just bear with me. It's a very moving story. Okay. <laughs> so, the traditional story of Astara. Once upon a... Oh, goodness. I'm already messing it up. Try again. <laughs> Take two. <laughs> Restart. One, right? Once upon a time, the animal kingdom gathered together for a meeting in a flurry of great excitement. There was to be a very special party and a very special guest was coming to visit them. A very special guest was none other than the goddess herself and every creature wanted to give her a very, very special gift. Now, some of the animals were very rich and some of them were very poor, but off they went to prepare their gifts for only the very, 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 very best would do for the goddess. Hare was very, very, very excited. He dearly loved the goddess, and although he was very poor, he had a big, generous heart. He was going to give her the very finest gift he could find. Hare rushed home to see what he could find to give the goddess. He looked everywhere, in the cupboards and under the beds, but there was nothing. Even the larder was empty. He had absolutely nothing to give her except for one thing, on the shelf in the lotter was a single egg, and that was it. It was the only thing he had left. Okay, here comes the tears. <laughs> <laughs> Darn it, I almost made it. <laughs> Hare gently took the egg out of the lotter and lovingly decorated it and took it to the party. Aww. Hare was very worried. All the other animals gave their gifts of gold and silver and precious jewels, and all the hare had was the egg. Eventually, all the gifts had been given, and the hare was the very, very, very last. Hare was very shy, or the hare very shyly um, presented the goddess with the egg. She took it and looked at him and saw the true spirit of the hare. And then and there, the goddess appointed the hare as her very, very, very special animal. <laughs> Because Aww. Hare had given away everything he had. Aww. That's <laughs> sweet. I love that. And that's where we get the, the idea of decorating the eggs as well. Okay. He did. He gave all he had to give. Right. Right. So then we that. have the meaning behind the hair. So in Celtic traditions, 
The hare is sacred to the goddess and is the totem animal of the lunar goddesses such as Hecate, Freya, and Holda. The hare is a symbol of the moon. The goddess most closely associated with the hare is Astara. The nocturnal hare so closely associated with the moon, which dies every morning as, and is resurrected every evening, also represents the rebirth of nature in spring. Both the moon and the hare were believed to die daily in order to be reborn. Thus, the hare is the symbol of immortality. It is also a major symbol for fertility and abundance, as the hare can conceive while pregnant. Oh, wow. I did not know that. Right? I mean, it sounds, but they can, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's why there's so many wild buddies. <laughs> yes. Haven't you ever heard procreate like rabbits? I, I have mean, heard that, but I did not bunnies. actually know that they could conceive while they were already pregnant. But we do get a lot of bunnies here at my house in the spring. And it was funny because um, I posted in the group a picture. I was working on my final thoughts on, note, on the notes and I was sitting on the front porch. And this bunny that has been hanging around through the winter, mind you, he's the only one we've seen. Comes hippity hopping right around the corner onto up into the front porch, and he just was like hanging out with me. So I got a picture and I put it in the group. But actually, um, Rooster, my fiance, can go out and feed him and actually pet him. This is a wild well, rabbit. I, said before, I think that he was a pet rabbit that must have gotten loose because I don't know. He just keeps hanging around, and there aren't any other ones out here yet. And normally our yard is like filled with them. That drives the dogs crazy. <laughs> right. Like I was telling you about the bunnies we have. We had a neighbor that went and they were mowing a lawn or something and found some babies and she raised it and just let it go. And it still comes over. She feeds it and she talks to it, but it goes and it procreates and makes more and it's coming over here now and it'll just look at you and you can talk to it and, Mm. But he it made friends. One of them. <laughs> At least he made friends. This one's all alone. <laughs> Makes me kind of sad. Right. And now we have the meaning behind the egg. Mm. So the egg and all seeds contains all potential, full of promise and new life. It symbolizes the rebirth of nature, the fertility of earth, and all creation. In many traditions, the egg is a symbol of the whole universe. The cosmic egg contains a balance of male and female, light and dark, in the egg yolk and the egg white. The golden orb of the egg yolk represents the sun god and folded by the white goddess. Perfect balance. So it is particularly appropriate to Astara and the spring equinox when all is in balance for the, or for just a moment, although the underlying energy is one of growth and expansion. Yeah, and that goes right in line with um, what I was reading on as well, of the egg being the, the perfect union between the god and the goddess in their adolescent phases, um, you know, where we had the sun god who was born at the winter solstice, and he is now an adolescent, and he is joining with the maiden aspect of the, the goddess. So, yeah, definitely. And then that that egg represents that perfect union. So beautiful. Well, yeah. I'll, th I'll throw a little uh, chicken 
knowledge on you. Um, <laughs> so um, a, a, a good reason for an egg to represent the springtime uh, in this time of the season and everything is because, you know, all winter, um, when the sunlight starts going down, the um, chickens stop laying eggs. So way back when, you had to find a way to store your eggs to get you through the winter time. Because, yes, chickens lay by, you know, sunlight. If they don't have enough sunlight, they actually stop laying. So about this time of year, they start laying again and start reproduce, you know, start producing more eggs. Um, so you're getting your supply back again because you've probably gone a long while without having any. I actually did not know that either. <laughs> that's pretty interesting. That's yes, yeah, yes. Totally we're, we're, on the, we're on the lookout now for our girls to start laying eggs for us. Nice. Uh, Want to hear some bunny beliefs? Yes. <laughs> okay. The hair was sacred in many ancient traditions and was associated with the moon goddess and the various deities of the hunt. In ancient times, eating the hair was prohibited, except at Beltane for the Celts and, um, and Astara for the Anglo-Saxons, when the ritual hair hunt would take place. <clears throat> So in many cultures, rabbits and hares, or rabbits and hares, <laughs> rabbits and eggs were considered to be valuable remedies for fertility problems. And um, in some cultures, the genitals of a hare were carried to advert barrenness. Wow. So given their wild leaping and boxing displays during mating season, not to mention their ability to push out dozens of bunnies each spring, it is understandable that they came to represent lust and unbridled sexuality. Makes sense. <laughs> it's procreate like rabbits. Right. And then the medieval Christians thought the rabbit was an evil omen and the hare brought misfortune. Also believing that witches transformed themselves into rabbits or hares so they could sneak into the fields to suck the cows dry of their milk. It was also claimed that such a witch appeared as a hare could only be killed by a silver crucifix or bullet. Wow. That's, That's crazy. a lot of crazy. <laughs> now, much later, descriptions of the white hare sitting at the feet of the Virgin Mary was signified or yeah was signified christianity's triumph over the lust of flesh the speed displayed by the rabbit symbolized the need to flee from sin and temptation and a reminder of the rapid passage of life so the christians didn't like the rabbit very much huh apparently not <laughs> so they had to find a way to try to tame it with uh, mother mary there right now, I steered clear of, like, the whole Easter thing and everything like that. But I did find a very touching story. And in this story, I'm going to really butcher a name. I know it. But <laughs> this is about as far as I went into the Jesus thing. So so there's a, um, a touching tale about a young rabbit who patiently waited in the Garden of Gethsemane. 
Gethsemane. There you go. Yeah. For three days and nights for his friend Jesus to return, worried about what had become of him. At dawn on Easter morning, Jesus returned to the garden and was welcomed by his loyal little friend. That night, when the disciples arrived at the garden to pray, unaware of the resurrection, they discovered a clump of beautiful larkspurs, each blossom reflecting the face of the rabbit in its center as a remembrance of the little creature's hope and his faith. Easter traditions serve to remind us of the cycle of rebirth and the need for renewal in our lives. In the history of Easter, Christian and pagan traditions are delicately, delicately interwoven with grace and beauty. That makes sense. And there was a lot of stuff that was carried over from the pagan traditions, as we've already talked about, too. So, right. Yeah, that yeah. Rebirth and renewal there as well. Yeah, because, I mean, going over, you know, kind of hitting it again, you know, they, missionaries did make it a goal to go and turn, convert pagans into Christianity. So a lot of times they did take, you know, like if they celebrated Easter, you know, well, no, you're no longer celebrating it to this goddess. You are now going to take, you know, you are celebrating it to God and to Jesus and, you know, that's where you really do get a lot of the crossovers. Right. And, you know, society's hanging on to their beliefs and incorporating their new God into it. Right. Oh, definitely. And then I've got some, I'll keep it clean. And I got some stuff <laughs> for Astara. <laughs> I would have used the other S word, but you know, I'll keep it nice. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so we've got hot cross, or I like better, Celtic cross buns. So we've got. I absolutely love those. They even have a whole song about them. Yes, hot they do. Cross buns, hot cross <laughs> buns. One a penny, two a penny. Oh, sorry. <laughs> So the four equal armored cross of balance within the circle. Um, you have two equinoxes crossed by the two solstices, the four seasons, the four sacred directions of north, east, south, and west, and the five elements of earth, air, fire, and water with spirit at the center. The circumference represents the cycle of the year, the circle of life within the still point of balance at its center. Mm -hmm. So I thought that was kind of neat that there was a whole little meaning behind it. Oh, and I also thought of, since, you know, we didn't go too deep into the things, but there's also another tasty little bun that you can do. They're called empty tombs. Oh. And it's, um, you take like Pillsbury biscuits and you shove a giant a marshmallow in the center of it and then you bake them. So then when oh. you break them open, they're empty. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, that wow. just that just hit me. <laughs> so I then we brought that one. Right? I think we're going to have to make a trip to Old Salem and get some hot cross buns. That does sound good. Or make some yourself. We could make some. Well, yeah, we, should, we could. We need to find a recipe and share it in the group. Right? We can do um, that. 
Let's do that. Work on my piping skills. Right. Hopefully you make them round instead of square. That's what I was thinking. I'm like, the circumference represents the cycle of the year. I'm like, well, mine would come out square. So it's <laughs> <laughs> about how my circle of year goes. <laughs> well, I'm not much of a baker at all. So there's no telling what, what I would come out with. Uh, just the come over to the house of the year. <laughs> come over to the house, and and we'll, I'll, I'll make you some hot cross buns. Deal. You're feeding me. <laughs> hot cross buns. <laughs> so then, the serpent or dragon? In some mythologies, the goddess Astara is associated with the serpent or dragon energy. At this point. In the year, the serpent or the dragon? No, no, no. What you got? Kundalini. Oh, Kundalini. Kundalini. Yeah, the Kundalini energy. There you go. Is positively exploding. Yes, it is. <laughs> Kundalini. Yeah. See, That's that I'll snake energy that sits at the base of your spine. And yeah. then as the serpent at the base of your spine starts to uncoil and move its way up your spine, you feel that explosion of energy from the base of your spine all the way throughout the top of your head. And it's really like a full body orgasm. That's right, the best I, way to explain the uh, Kundalini energy explosion. I hear when you wake that baby up, though, it can be very disturbing. Yes, it can be. <laughs> it's it's very, very, very powerful. Not for the faint of heart. <laughs> no. <laughs> Let's see. All spring flowers, so daffodils, violets, crocuses, primroses, catkins, pussy willows, and profusion. What is a pussy willow in profusion? Does anybody know what a pussy willow is? Okay, I'm sorry. I'll stop saying pussy willow. I just absolutely love that word. <laughs> That's the that's the brown one, isn't it? Yeah, I think it's related to the weeping willow. But isn't that the one that's usually by the water? That's kind of it. Yeah, it looks like a brown cylinder too. But then it actually um, uh, that pussy willow. Yeah, (laughs) it. um, I think you know the. dandelions how they they feather out i think mm-hmm. the pussy willows do that as well where yeah. the, you know spreads its seeds that way i All think right. they're white though but yeah it's your turn to say pussy willow pussy willow <laughs> pussy willow there we go <laughs> isn't it a beautiful word <laughs> okay um ideas for your altar so colored eggs Mm-hmm. Seeds, feathers, all spring flowers, colors green, yellow, purple, or blue, and all foliage that is sprouting into leaf. Yes. And I also have things that you can, miscellaneous items you can add to your austera altar um, a nest or a basket, um, shells, and acorns because they also represent fertility. Mm-hmm. Um, you could put a little statue of a hare or a rabbit. Um, 
or a potted plant, and also chicks or a little lamb statue. And of course, a goddess, maiden goddess statue would be good to add to your austera uh, altar as well. Um, <clears throat> and along with the colors, the pastels are very popular as well. Yeah. Ooh, and then eggs. So you can boil them, devil them, salad them, color or paint them, hide them, play games with them, chocolate them, bake them, or anything eggs, do it. Yes. So anything and everything to do with your eggs, absolutely. And I know in the group on Wednesday, we're going to be painting eggs. And if you guys don't have eggs, you can definitely do some rocks and come paint with us in the group. Can I give um, them googly eyes? Sure. I'd be okay <laughs> with that. Okay. And so as far as decorating your eggs, um, I'm going to save that for the group because there's a lot of different things that you can do with, with your eggs um, to honor Ostera and the goddess. Um, but there's, uh, you want to also make sure you're incorporating and empowering your eggs that you're putting on your, your altar um, and tie in the colors with it, you know, as far as what color you're doing and what the intention is and then empower that adding it to your altar. Definitely. Um, but touching along with everything eggs, don't forget, especially if you're doing um, the natural dyed eggs, to save your eggshells because you can use your eggshells for a lot of things magically. So the first thing you're going to want to do is get that membrane off of the inside of the eggshell. So you can do that by soaking your eggshells in hot water for 30 minutes, or you can boil them for 10 minutes. And then you just rinse them and dry them and get that membrane off. And then you can use your mortar and pestle to crush and make eggshell powder. And then your eggshell powder can be used in rituals for protection, cleansing, fertility, health, and of course, Ostara. Oh, and then they'll be colored. There's, well, and there's also a lot of calcium in the eggs. Um, mm -hmm. So, and, and the eggshells are edible. Um, you know, way back when, before anyone would, you know, really threw their trash away, you know, the eggshells would be repurposed and, you know, like put in the driveway or, mm -hmm. you know, fed to animals to increase calcium, uh, you know, calcium consumption. So the, yes, yep, put in the in garden. garden. There's so many uses, you know, for eggshells. I mean, a lot of the things that we use, you know, we 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 are definitely a throwaway society. When things mm -hmm. can be repurposed and reused in, in everyday life or in magical life, exactly. And you can also use the eggshells if you're just like breaking them to, you know, pour the egg out, not hard boil them. Use your egg cells to plant seeds in. Yeah. Yes. And that's a great activity to do for Ostera. Sorry. Um, <laughs> you can also use the eggshells, um, powdered eggshells to make black salt. So you would add in charcoal with your eggshell powder and salt and mix it up. And then you have black salt. Oh, that's interesting. I ran across that too. Yeah. Oh, and um, you can... Um, this will go on with yours, but you can bury a raw egg at the entrance to your home to ensure abundance for the forthcoming year and fertility in your garden. 
Yes. And actually, you guys, to go right along with that, we're going to post um, a ritual in the group where you take um, your uncooked eggs and you plant them uh, at each corner of your home or property. And there'll be a charm to go along with it to bring in joy and laughter and that prosperity and abundance. So look for that in the group. We'll get that posted up tomorrow. That'll be fun. And then, of course, magic. Um, this Sabbath is very favorable for self-improvement rituals and new beginnings. If you want to start a new project, this is the perfect time for it. Remember to ground yourself before starting any new journeys. Yeah, absolutely. So the magic, you guys, that you want to focus on is it's all about planting those seeds of what you want to harvest come the fall. So magically thinking about what do you want for your future? What do you want for your life? And again, tapping into that, you know, renewal, new life, fresh life, um, all of that kind of energy. But remember, this is the planting phase. So the magic that you start and you do at Austera, you still have to tend those seeds throughout the year. So you're going to want to continue with your magical practices of tending to, you know, what it is, these new intentions that you're setting um, for right now and focusing on faith and strength and rebirth. Um, but make sure that you're continuing to practice your magic for those things until we reach that harvest season. Right. And then I've got seed magic. So plant seeds with intentions. So you could even start your garden with this. Like if you're going to plant herbs or um, vegetables or something, you could use this also. So plant your seeds with intentions for the coming year. And um, also give them to your friends and family to wish them a prosperous year or an abundant year or, you know, a happy year. I will tell you, keep your cats away from your uh, seeds, though. Because I have replanted my garden four times and I have given up because my cats have has come through and just eaten it all. Oh my I gosh. I have a jerk cat. <laughs> but that's not my cat that you hear. My jerk I, cat is somewhere else. <laughs> I do love that idea of the plant swap, though, where you are making a potted plant and really putting good intentions in it. And then you, you know, have a witchy friend that's doing the same and you guys can swap plants. I absolutely love that. I think that is so much right. fun and such a you good idea. Paint, right. You could paint the pots, you know, coins for prosperity, candles for wisdom, um, you know, and stuff like that. Can't remember a few of them right offhand. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, definitely. My well, uh, yeah, because my this best time friend. is all about yeah the fertility. Oh, oh, oh! I think she. Oh. Hello. <laughs> I think we lost Whitney, but my best friend know. just made yeah. me a potted plant that I put in the window. Oh, and she knows me so well. She did an air plant for me so that oh. I can fill it. Right, because you don't have to water it. That's awesome. Yep. Yep. My Those husband are... is definitely the gardener in our family. I inherited a black thumb, 
And so, um, but she also, she, she put uh, geodes and stones in with it. So, you know, she really made it, she made it really magical for me. And it's completely awesome. And it sits in my kitchen window. That's awesome. And you can't kill it. That's the best. That is the best. <laughs> Am I back now? Can you hear me? I hear you. I hear you. Can you hear me now? Oh, you do. Okay. All right. I wasn't sure. Okay, good. So I was just going to say some things to focus on your magic, um, you know, and again, wanting to bring in health, wealth, love, prosperity, compassion, kindness, strength, blessings, all of that is, is a good thing to, to focus on right now. Um, and it sounds like she's wishing you lots of good stuff with the plant swap that she, she did. Well, I guess it wasn't a swap because she gifted it to you. Um, I know she had a green aventurine in there, which is good for prosperity as well. Yes. Yeah. But then she also gave you a lot of plants too. Yes. To start you on your planty journey. Yes. So I am starting a plant journey this year and I'm super excited about it. Perfect timing with Ostera right around the corner. And yeah, I'm going to do my best to be a plant person. <laughs> I don't have the best of luck with plants, but I am so excited to start with these because they're so pretty. Um, I know you had something um, along with the ritual bath. Oh, yeah, yeah. So another thing that you guys can do um, is when you're doing your magic is do an austera ritual bath for bringing in that renewal energy and that fresh start energy. So um, I'm going to post that up in the group as well, you guys, so you'll all have the recipe um, and it'll have a little chant with it that you can do to charge it and empower it before you do your bath. So make sure you check that out. Um, but yeah. And you're going to want to, I'll give you the ingredient list in case you guys want to just get ready, but you're going to need Epsom salt, sea salt, baking soda, um, and you can do any kind of dried flower that you like, but the one that I'm going to go with is going to be rose petals and lavender. Um, and then as far as essential oils, you're going to want rose, lavender, and jasmine. Um, and if you don't have those, you can you know, substitute out even parts of whatever you do have. And then we're also going to add in three crystals. Now, please keep in mind, the crystals are just going to help empower your um, ritual bath uh, ingredients here. You don't actually want to put the stones in the water. Okay, so take them out because stones are babies and we love them. Uh, <laughs> but we will be, uh, we'll be adding in an aquamarine, a rose quartz, and a moonstone. So, and then I will post that up in the group for you guys. Oh, and then egg cleanse. Yeah, this is a great time, you guys, to do an egg cleanse as well, since we're all about the eggs. Right. And did you talk about the egg ritual thing with the four corners? Yes. Okay, yeah, I'm sorry. I about space that. out sometimes. Nope, that's okay. We're going to post that up in the group with the charm to put the eggs out around your home. So check that out as well. And also just a, I'll, I'll have a, an austera ritual um, that you guys can use if you want um, to use when you set up your austera altar. And another idea too, being that um, this is celebrating the goddess and the goddess of the sunrise. Uh, it would be kind of cool to do a sunrise ritual 
on the morning of Sunday the 20th with the spring equinox in Astera. So if, if you're not a morning person, you might want to try to be and do a, a sunrise ritual because actually sunrise rituals are super charged um, and they feel really, really magical if you can get yourself up and, and do that and feel that energy raising with the sun. It's really powerful, you guys, just to throw that out there. <laughs> then I've got some trees of Astara, and then I'm going to turn it over to you because you've got a lot more on the representations sure. of Astara than I do. Um, all the fun stuff. <laughs> I've got birch, <laughs> um, and ash, and alder for trees. Mm. That's about all I have. <laughs> all right, guys, so some incense, herbs, and flowers. I'm checking them in together because they kind of fall in all the different groups. So we've got jasmine, rose, violets, orris root, lotus, clover, um, strawberries, lavender, lilac, thyme, and rosemary. Um, we also have Hours on your altar, some good ones would be tulips, daffodils, carnations, um, honeysuckle, dandelions. And then if you want to incorporate some little. foods in, there's mustard greens, nettles, and red clover. So those are the herbs, incense, and flowers. Some crystals you guys can add in to your, um, for Ostera, for your altar or any, you know, magic that you're doing that you want to carry for that harvest period um, would be moss agate, green moonstone, orange calcite, rose quartz, amethyst, rose, uh, moonstones, clear quartz, and aquamarine. And then talked about the colors and the pastels. Of course, the pastels are really big. And then if you guys wanted to do an essential oil um, diffuser on Ostera, uh, you can do three drops of lemon, five drops of lavender, and four drops of rosemary. Oh. And I've got rhubarb, asparagus, peas, and lettuce for plants. And you can eat all those. Yeah. <laughs> Make a the salad. The rhubarb, asparagus, yeah. peas, and lettuce, that is. <laughs> Don't eat the rhubarb greens, though. Yes. Those are poisonous. <clears throat> well, you got to eat the one. Sorry. I mean, unless there's somebody that you really don't like. <laughs> Have some grated rhubarb. <laughs> <laughs> Keep that in mind. <laughs> All right, you guys. So I think the final things that we wanted to talk about were just some general activities that you can do to celebrate Ostara. Okay, so I have make an Ostara tree. So basically take a flower pot or a vase and shove some branches in it and put some plastic eggs on it. <laughs> But I do like that idea of decorating a tree for each season. <laughs> I, I, mean, I like thought I'd keep idea. it easy and quick. <laughs> I like that. I mean, you know, you need some Spanish moss and stuff like that. But <laughs> some, you know, um, some florist foam. But we'll put that An in the group, too. tree. I love that. <laughs> yeah. 
What else see, you got, um, Rose? You could make a miniature greenhouse. I love that idea. Or a miniature birdhouse, or not? A, don't make it a miniature. Actually, you know, make it a full size birdhouse, and then little birdies can get in there. They don't want a tiny home. No, <laughs> no matter how but fun it seems. All the rage. <laughs> right. So they then we got rage. magical crystal Astara eggs. So this is like a mixture. Yeah, I want to know more like, about this. Okay, so this is a mixture of like. Flour, salt, sand, used coffee grounds, and warm water. Ooh. And then you need crystals and gemstones. Um, Non-stick cooking spray and acrylic paints in your favorite color. Oh, so I guess you can see I haven't really looked any further into it. <laughs> so <laughs> you blend the flour, salt, sand, and coffee grounds together. Gradually add the water and knead until you've got a thick, gritty dough. Spray um, the crystals lightly with non-stick cooking spray and place it in the center of a small scoop of dough. Shape the dough around the crystal to form an egg shape. Bake the eggs at 350 for about 15 minutes and allow to cool. Once they've cooled, they should be nice and hard, like a rock. Paint the eggs and allow the paint to dry. Hide the eggs on Astara and let your kids crack them open to reveal the hidden crystals inside. Oh, that's neat. I freaking love that. I'm doing that. <laughs> it does sound like fun though, huh? Yes. Yes. We need to post that one in the group as too because I really do want to do that one. Okay. And then let's see. Um, you can... Make a windsock so you can see which way it's blow. the wind is blowing. Which way uh -huh. is the wind blowing? <laughs> and you can make seed packet greeting cards. That's so yeah. cute. Um, natural egg dyes. So we've got a little rest, like little things here for red, purple, yellow, gold, beige, light green, and blue. And we can post those in the group too. Right. Or you or and or no. <laughs> you can make a spring snake wreath. So just wreath it up and put some snakes on it. <laughs> snakes on a wreath. Snakes on a wreath. <laughs> <laughs> so snakes on a plane. <laughs> right. I love that. I love that. And that's all for me. <laughs> All right, cool. So a couple other things you guys can do for Ostera, maybe, depending on the weather, is have a picnic. Um, you can do an Ostera egg hunt. And don't forget, you guys, you can do Ostera, ba uh, Ostera baskets for your kids. Yeah. So you can still do the eggs. You can do the chocolate rabbits because, again, we're all about the rabbits. And yeah, don't hello, put chocolate. the horny bunnies in there. <laughs> Not for the kids, for okay. the adults. Now, that would be fun. Could you see that, like an adult-themed Astara basket, like little shots and, like, little horny chocolate bunnies and, you know, some crystals and yeah, oh, yeah yeah and some ritual bath soaks yeah actually i'm digging this you know you know i feel like we should have an austera basket exchange some edible panties <laughs> really getting that fertility in there huh right 
Right? <laughs> Heck yeah. All right. Oh, here's a fun thing you guys can try. Um, so it has been said that you can take an uncooked egg and balance it on its end the, on, during the moment of the equinox. Huh. Yeah, so I but I kind of think that's this, along the same lines as the broom thing. And you can balance a broom anytime. Okay. Well, <laughs> I did. I have not tried to balance an uncooked egg, so I don't know. So I will give it a try and see. But I did read it in a witchy book that they actually, it happened. There was a group of, of them and they got their uncooked eggs. And at the moment of the equinox, they all balanced. And then when the moment passed, they all fell down. Were they at the equator? No, I don't think they were at the equator. So, okay. So if you're listening to this podcast and on the equinox, you try and balance eggs, leave a, leave a comment. Yes. We want to know. know. We Did it work? It. Yes. We want to <laughs> know. If you but found the exact moment and it works, we got to hear about it and send pictures. I mean, I, I was <laughs> going to poor soul's going to sit there all day and be like, nope. Nope. This time, this time, this time, this time, <laughs> this time, this time. <laughs> but I, I was going to add that um, really anything that you do for Easter, you can do for Ostera. Oh, absolutely. It, they are essentially one and the same. All of yeah. the traditions that people do for Easter are, this, are I they mean. They have pagan roots. They have witchy they, they roots. They totally do. Mm-hmm. The only thing that you're not doing is getting up and going to sunrise service. Right. But you're going to do a sunrise ritual to call in all your wealth, health, prosperity, fertility, abundance, and all your good stuff. Right. So, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, totally the same. And then the last thing I had, of course, this is a great time for Austera to do your spring cleaning. And as you're going through and doing your spring cleaning and getting that done, then you can pull in your plants and your flowers. Do not forget to use your broom magically when you're doing your spring cleaning and um, your altar or you have your, for your altar. Or, or if you have your broom tattooed on your leg, you can use that as well. Yes. Yes, you can. Now you see birch, you're talking about brooms. So birch, the twigs on the birch, is good to make um, traditional brooms out of. Yes. And we need to do a whole episode on brooms. Because it signifies a new start, beginning, and birth. Ta-da! Oh, sorry. Yay! Yeah. Knowledge who, who makes brooms in the group? Yodels. Who makes brooms? I do. <laughs> I don't know. Is that a trick question? <laughs> no, she really no. does make brooms. I Should I know this? You do. She, okay. she does. She really does make full size brooms and cobweb brooms and um, altar sweeps. So um, we will be posting some of those soon, available online for purchase. Uh -huh. Yeah, handmade witchy brooms made by a real witch. If you are local to North Carolina mountains, there is a um, a school that is all about keeping traditions alive. And so um, one of the ladies was doing a class and I was able to take a class on how to make brooms and how to make baskets. I mean, 
and and really, you know, there's so many things, so many lost arts. There's so many mm-hmm. arts that people used to do that totally go hand in hand with, you know, just making you more in, in tune with nature and magic and all of that. So, you know, I mean, I, getting, you know, having austera and, you know, the fertility and the birth and the fresh start you know, mm-hmm. look something up, you know, what's something that you can learn that's a lost art that you can incorporate into your daily magical being. Right. I absolutely I'm, love that. I'm going to place drop. If you're up here in New England and there you're you by Salem, Massachusetts, yeah, lots of places like that. <laughs> right. They, they do actually as well. Yeah, absolutely. So I think that's a great challenge for this austere season to call in something new. Yeah. Go find out something, a lost art that is magical. Learn something new. I love that. That's a great, great idea. Great challenge. Oh yeah. I mean, and there's so many things that are just easy to do. Like, needle tatting. I mean, Mm. you can make beautiful jewelry out of that or tablecloth doilies. I mean, that was the like original lace, the way lace used to be made by hand was by either needle or tat uh, or shuttle tatting. And it's so many things that today, you know, once again, our throwaway world, you know, (laughs) I'm up here, you know, trying to, you know, have a witchy homestead and yes, you, you know are. what can what can <laughs> we do to incorporate you know nature and magic into it yeah and get your Absolutely. kids involved mm-hmm. don't don't right. let the art die out don't let the magic die right, right. exactly and that's my ted talk for the day <laughs> <laughs> right love it so another uh, last little thing you guys don't forget when you're doing your magical spring cleaning um, to, well. <laughs> Y'all can't see this, but her video <laughs> just cut out at the and worst they- moment. <laughs> all- it does that to her so much. <laughs> We're not you know, laughing she- at her. <laughs> Y'all stop she, looking at me. <laughs> she was she was in the the um the look of fertility. <laughs> oh my gosh. You guys are killing me. Okay, I, I, thought, I thought there's no video with this. <laughs> right. Right. Remember that one picture I took of you where I'm like, oh, you froze. <laughs> You're like, delete it, delete it. I'm like, oh, I'm keeping it forever. Oh, it was one of those. That was bad then. I'm glad and I, I didn't see like, it. Mm, mm, trying to get my phone <laughs> to take a picture. Mm. <laughs> oh, boy. Just my luck. Okay, so... We're coming to the end of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but what were you saying? What I was you saying was. You are in passion. <laughs> when you're doing your spring cleaning, don't forget to do your magical spring cleaning of your magical supplies. So go through, restock, get rid of your old stuff that you're kind of maybe running out of or, you know, it's just time to replace. So replace your magical supplies clean and recharge and repower all of your magical tools. Um, Austere is a great time to go ahead and do that. So um, yeah, get your witchiness on with your spring cleaning too. Don't forget to 
to speaking get touch of, of magics. Speech, uh, speeching, speaking of recharge, make sure that your vibrating panties are all charged up. That way you can blare that music and, you know, have fun while you spring clean. There, there you go. You might actually look forward to spring cleaning then. Right? Da, 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 and then we'll all look like Whitney did when she froze. Oh, gosh. <laughs> I'm so glad there's no video at this. All right, you guys, that is it for us. We hope you have enjoyed this episode of Astara. And we hope that you got something useful out of it. And don't forget, uh, the place to be is uh, the Facebook group, the Witch Source Society, where we'll be posting up all the rituals, recipes, and fun things. And also where we will be doing our Ostera egg painting um, or rocks if you don't have eggs. So what's the name of our group? The Witch Source Society is the Facebook group. So please make sure that you are joining us, following us, and liking us on all the social media areas. So we're on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, uh, Pinterest. Check out the shop because we're always adding new stuff for purchase up on thewitchsource.com. And you can shop there. We also have lots of magical soaps, you guys, that are... um, magically made and those are up and available as well and it's also the place where you guys can get private readings with us so you can get a private reading um with whitney myself here or the beautiful phoenix rose or you can get the best of both worlds with witchy talk and readings so those are all available now on the witchsource.com and i think that's it i think i've hit all the highlights oh don't forget you guys i'm always adding new spells too to the youtube channel so make sure you check it out and check under the playlist spells and we also have spell kits available to go along with those for purchase um, on the website so i think that's it do you guys have anything else no no all right you guys that's it for us Bye. Bye. Wonderful night. (laughs) Stay magical. Love your light. Love your shadow. Bye. Bye. Bye.